Welcome everyone to a new year and a new episode of Dungeon Crawlers. That's right, it is 2019 and we survived. Happy New Year, happy new games. Yes, we, uh, we've survived the, uh, the apocalypse of doom and shadow and... No, just kidding, there is no apocalypse. Uh, there was just a uh, Christmas plethora of movies that came out, geek-wise, uh, which I'm... Really well, I afraid. thought we were going to go into Christmas for a second. What games no. did you get, Daniel? Uh, Sorry, I want to cover that real oh, quick. Oh, games? We... Uh, I got... Oh my gosh, I now forgot. So I got an expansion <laughs> to Shadows of Brimstone, the frontier town. I got... Oh, ah, what? It, done... it came from uh, Wizards of the Coast. They sent me their new card game um, that is based on D&D, and now I am forgetting what it is called. So shame on me. Uh, let me quickly look that up because the it's Well, while you're looking that up, I will talk about... Um, I received this brand new game. It was amazing. It's called Disney Infinity. Oh, I have that. <laughs> I've had that for a couple of years now. Everybody's had that for a couple of years. And apparently my wife uh, saw the Disney Infinity base set for like $2 at Toys R Us when they were going out of business. Woo-hoo! So she Did picked she that get you at least some of the figures? Because they're really hard to find now. Yeah, yeah. She picked me up uh, Jack Sparrow and, and oh, Scully him. and the I Star Wars him. base kit. Yeah, I have I, I have so many Star Wars. I think I I have every Star Wars figure. Dang you. They've made. Yeah. Like I have I, I have Zeb and Sabine and I have Ezra. And that, uh, I think the only one... I, I think they made... Oh, picked- they, they do have Kanan. I have Kanan. Uh, so yeah, I, those are the only four they made. So I have all of the the rebels. I have Luke and Leia, Han, Chewie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Vader. I have yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah, picked up Fett. some eBay auctions since yeah. then. I have, but I had uh, Obi Wan, Yoda, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Oh yeah, Ahsoka's an awesome. Yeah. So character. I have all of those. Um, I have. It makes me sad. And that my it kids didn't have last a bunch. Longer. Well, they 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 terminated it, which is too bad. Like I'm trying to track. I have Venom. I'm trying to track down like a black suit Spider Man. It's like forty bucks. I don't want to spend forty bucks for a black suit Spider Man when I can spend twenty and get a red and blue suited Spider Man and Nova. Yeah, and get, and get the little crystal icon that gives me a game that I can run around in New York and land on the Daily Bugle and stuff like that. It's still really cool. Um, my kids love it because you can build other worlds to yeah. play in it's like disney lego or it's like it's the lego games, but yeah. better yeah it's literally you have a giant sandbox you can create anything like my one son he's built this world where you do these little things you click on a button and it zaps you to another section of the world you do something there uh you do these tasks and then another button appears and it zaps you somewhere else and then you have this race and it's really cool i mean it's allowing him to be really um creative mm-hmm. so I, I like that uh, it's just it's it's gone. So the card game I got was Dungeon Mayhem. So it's literally a little card game based in D and D. So you're a fighter, a wizard, a oh, cleric, nice. and, a, and a rogue. So not too bad. It's a little cool card game, and I appreciate them sending it to me. Um, I also got the uh, Transformer Metroplex uh, I saw deck, that. Uh, which is pretty cool. I still have not opened it, and I'm afraid of it. Um, <laughs> intimidating, right? It is intimidating. Uh, it is a very large card. I mean, we talked to uh, Wizards Drew from Wizards of the Coast about that, and I don't know how to play with that card deck against someone else because it's really weird. 
but I'll eventually get to it. So yeah, well, we need to. We need that to is the extent that. of the games I got. I didn't get a lot of games. I got uh, some books. I got a couple models, which I've already built. So um, that didn't last long. <laughs> uh, so my ATST is already built. My Optimus Prime model is already built. Yeah, it's been crazy. Wow. Yeah, then it's never fun with having a birthday right after Christmas because you have more stuff. You don't get to wait. What? Well, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> no, it drives me nuts. Three birthdays immediately after Christmas is insane. Like, we got to my birthday and I'm like, I don't want a cake. I'm caked out. I don't want cheesecake because I'm cheesecaked out. <laughs> yeah. We had cheesecake on Christmas Day. We had mm. cre- cheesecake on my daughter's birthday, which is the day after Christmas. And there was still cheesecake left over from Christmas, so I like I ate that for like the next couple days. Of course. And I normally had to. cheesecake for my birthday. And by the time we got to like Friday, I'm like, I- I'm cheesecaked out. I don't want that. And it's like, well, what do you want for your birthday? Let's just make cupcakes. Like, put some caramel on it. We'll call it good. So for my wife's birthday, because her birthday is, uh, I think, a day before yours. Yeah. And it's the so- 29th, right? 27 27 so mine's the 30th so that's so that was the day after my daughter's yeah yeah and so it's just it's right there uh-huh. right after Christmas yeah and so when that hit she was just like I'm so I, I have too many sweets uh-huh. I, I don't want any cake right now I just don't I yeah don't. but you need to do the candle so I melted a candle on a base plate alone and brought it over to her and she's like well now I want a cake yeah <laughs> it was uh, it was weird like I had two cupcakes in front of me and, you know, I, I'm not young anymore. My wife put four candles in one cupcake and one candle in another. She's like, all right, that's 41. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm blowing out five candles. We'll make this work. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was cool. Um, I will admit I did splurge on ice cream. I did get Superman and Wonder Woman ice cream. Ooh. The Krypton, the Krypton ice cream. Um, so Nestle Dryers puts that out. Delicious. I love it. I, I thought it was just going to be vanilla ice cream with cookie dough in it. No, it's cake battered flavor <sighs> ice cream with sugar cookie dough in it, which I'm uh, sugar cookies are my favorite. Target had a sale, mm-hmm. and so we picked that one up. We picked up uh, and the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman is like Kit caramel Kat. delight. It's oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't go for Batman. Uh, I haven't seen the Batman one. Batman is chocolate with brownie dark chocolate brownie it's dark like the night yes um, and, and I'm not a big fan of chocolate so that's why I skipped it but that's okay sorry I didn't I mean may... this tangent to go this long no it's okay so um, that is the Christmas thing but anyways because of Christmas we'll, we'll roll this back there are lots of really great movies that came out mm-hmm. um, two of the big ones that came out most notably would be Aquaman and Bumblebee. Can we also mention Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I know we've already... It, yeah, that. I mean, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did come out. It was a little bit earlier in the month. Uh, fantastic movie. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best Spider-Man movies that's come out. Um, you know, and I'm I'm excited that they announced that they're doing a sequel. Yep. Isn't a spinoff with Spider-Gwen and yeah, so that, Miles? Yeah, so it, it is a cartoon spinoff. Uh, but they're also doing a sequel movie. Now. Oh, okay. So that will be exciting uh, to see. Um, 
I mean, they might as well. They kind of threw a huge hint at the very end with yeah. uh, a, a particular Spider-Man that I will leave unnamed because maybe you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but it was pretty dang awesome, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, if you have issues with flashing lights yeah, uh, triggering seizures, I would not go see this movie. Mm-mm. There is definitely a section that would induce that. I mean, if people were watching that episode of Simpsons with that giant robot and all those flashes and that did something to you, this is definitely going to throw you into something like that because it was like overload, flashy, Um, which was still okay. I mean, it was fantastic for the story, but I'm just going to throw that warning out there because I I did go to the theater recently and I noticed they had plastered signs everywhere regarding the movie. So for those of you that haven't seen it, that have that issue, be warned. Yeah. Yeah. Better safe. Yeah, yeah, better safe than sorry. It is a good show. It was a great storyline, and overall, really well done. I was shocked, though, to find out that blonde Spider-Man is a different voice than brown-haired Spider-Man. So blonde really? Spider-Man is voiced by Chris Pine, same guy that does uh, yeah. Captain Kirk, uh, Steve Trevor, and brown-haired Spider-Man is Jack Johnson. Um, they sounded very similar. Yeah. But... It's not. Uh, I remember you mentioning, saying, "Oh, I really wish they had done different voices," <laughs> and they did. Yeah, and but that. And both, it, but they are both impersonating Spider-Man, so they yeah, both did and a their really voice was very that. similar, and I and it worked. You know, uh, Chris Pine is definitely blonde haired blue eyes, and that's the Spider-Man he he voiced for. Yeah. Um, so, and not only that. They released the Christmas album that they talked about. I know, I saw that. I actually have it now. It is hilarious. The only issue I have with that Christmas album is Noir Spider-Man is on there, but it is not Nicolas Cage singing. What? Yeah, it's someone else. I know, what is the point? And the guy is literally just talking. It's not like he's singing, so Nicolas Cage could have done this. Maybe it was just too good for him? I don't know. But yeah, outside of his contract, probably. Maybe I don't know. Uh, you know, get the kid that voiced Miles Morales is on there. He did a song too. So it's just like, why didn't he do it? Mm. I don't know. Maybe he has an aversion to singing. Yeah, I don't but. know. I feel like uh, since the Christmas album in the universe had already been released, Miles shouldn't have had a song on there. Yeah, but he did. Yeah. I don't really care. It's it was awesome. Yeah, there I played you go. it multiple times during Christmas. Um, so yeah. So, Aquaman is out there. We haven't really talked about that. We'll have to do another the next show regarding that. Yeah, let's let's review. Um, I think Aquaman really deserves its own show. Yes, like a it full does. Review. Definitely does. Especially after watching it, I, I agree. Um, I feel like DC has finally got their footing, in my opinion. So we'll talk more on that. I think uh, no. You know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm saving my opinion until we see it or until we talk about it on okay. the show. All right. So with that said, we'll, let's move into uh, the nuts and bolts of this episode, which is talking about Bumblebee. Bumblebee, there is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! I back me! A lot of people had great reservations regarding because <laughs> of the last night. I like how you said great Reservations, like I thought you were going to say something completely different there. Um, yeah, I I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those guys. I uh, I enjoyed the first one for what it was for the action flick. Yes, but after the second one, I turned off. You know, uh, I will admit I am 
someone that has defended the Transformer <laughs> franchise, um, even through its many flaws that Michael Bay has created. Um, we all... You know, I love the fact that we had Peter Cullen come back voicing Optimus. That is my Optimus. You know, I've seen the other iterations, the other cartoons, and I just can't get behind them when I don't have Peter Cullen voicing Optimus. It just, for some reason, just sounds wrong to me. And I know that doesn't make any sense because Optimus is Optimus. But there's just, like, a voice that is that character. That's how I feel about Megatron. You know, and and Megatron, Megatron. You know, in Megatron, actually... Frank Welker, that voiced Megatron in the cartoon, is actually in all the remaining movies except for the first one. Hugo Weaving's the only one in the first one that voiced Megatron. That's the only time he voiced it. He didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so, also Batman, like yeah. the, car, the animated oh, yeah, series. Oh yeah, like Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. yeah, he's my Batman. Yeah, there's just a there's just a voice that you you click, uh, and that is the voice, the well quintessential voice for that character for you. And I think Peter Cullen is that voice for Optimus. Um, because all the other voices just don't seem to have that quality, that tone, that uh, bravery, whatever yeah. you want to call it, uh, that just matches that character. So I was excited. I was excited to finally see these characters on the on the big screen. Okay, Bumblebee wasn't a Volkswagen bug. That's what I was expecting, but he's a Camaro. <laughs> I love Camaros, but... I love oh. the old Camaro. Yeah, uh, you know, okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this. And Shia LaBeouf, oh my gosh. Um, no. The kid spent more time screaming and running from things than actually doing anything, uh, I feel. Uh, yeah, he, he destroyed Megatron, but Megatron came back. I mean, that's... Let me rewind a bit. The <laughs> ultimate like... Transformer movie in my mind is the 1986 Transformers animated movie. Right. Amazing soundtrack. Beautiful animation. Story. Great story. We got to see new characters rise up. A lot of people got you know, scarred? scarred for yeah. life because they this was, you know, they were kids, they'd never seen anything on this scale within the first 10 minutes most of your favorite transformers are obliterated <laughs> within seconds i mean ironhide dies ratchet dies i mean all these guys are just getting killed off left and right and then you get this amazing song by stan bush you've got the touch you know and optimus is driving off you know Megatron must be stopped at all costs and he's plowing through these Decepticons in his truck mode and just as the song hits its like crescendo he launches up into the air with his blaster blasting Decepticons left and right this is the thing I don't get even watching the movie back now all these Autobots were destroyed I don't think a single Decepticon you saw die (laughs) like you saw Autobots getting killed left and right so, I mean, that's really cool. You have the epic battle between Optimus and, and Megatron. Uh, Optimus kicks his clock for what it is. Hot Rod jumps in like an impetuous fool. Megatron gets the upper hand, blasts Optimus to death, literally. And Optimus dies. And everyone's just like, ah, what am 
by watching. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get the rise of Rodimus Prime, which I really, I like that character. Hot Rod and Rodimus are one of my favorite characters. I mean, I probably, if you look at my collection of Transformers, I probably have more <laughs> figures of Optimus, Hot Rod and Rodimus, than any other char- Transformer characters that I have. So, uh, those are my favorite. So, going in, moving in to the live-action films, I was kind of hoping for that magic. No, we didn't get that magic at all. Well, we got the death. We, Everybody dies in these movies time you're right. and time and time again. Every auto, you, you see Autobots dying left and right. It's crazy. Jazz shows up. Doesn't really look like Jazz, in my opinion. He gets ripped apart. I mean, they, you, you saw Autobots dying. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see a lot of Decepticons dying until later, later iterations. But Optimus wasn't the truck form that I was expecting. You know, everyone expects the red, you know, squared cab with blue uh, behind him. Didn't really see that. Okay. Michael Bay didn't want to do mass shifting, which we saw in the cartoon, so he wanted the vehicles to be the right size and proportion. Okay, doesn't make sense because we have this giant all-spark cube that mass shifts, but nope, the robots can't do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, even I, the one of the, the characters, did you see that? I don't know how that happened, but it happened. I mean, it's like, we don't want Megatron shifting into a gun, so he's a giant... Sh- you know ship but we can have the all spark mass shift what the yeah anyways bumblebee lubricating on someone what uh you know we go to the second movie devastator didn't look anything like devastator and we had the wrecking ball is incident <laughs> why we had to put that in there these are autonomous robots they're not going to look like the people. potty humor. It's the potty the, humor. It, yeah, it, no, there was a lot. It's there's potty humor. There was a lot of racism in it, which really bugged me. Um, you know, the two uh, droids in the third movie. You know, the one with the gold yeah. tooth and that. That yeah, there's just so many different weird things and directions. Char- none of the characters really looked like themselves. When Hound finally shows up, which was a really cool character growing up watching the cartoon. And John Goodman did a great job voicing him. What was up with this weird metal beard thing he had? <laughs> They're robots. Why is he going to have a beard? Um, you know, Optimus. Okay, he has a mouth. And when he goes into battle mode, the thing clips over his face. So he has that mask. So, so I think it's safe to say that you did not approve of the creative direction. Over time, it really wore down on me, and I just... I I own the movies. I I do watch them every now and then, but I just... I shake my head, like, where were you trying to go? It just seemed like Michael Bay did not understand what the Transformers were at heart, and he was just trying to make an action flick with alien robots. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels a lot like the... The recent Ghostbuster movie, you know, it's I had a, a feeling that was going. It's a paranormal out. comedy. Let's leave it at that. It is a paranormal comedy, yeah. and see, and for me, it is Ghostbusters. And since I'm such a Ghostbuster fan, yeah. I actually enjoy the movie. Yeah. Is it the best movie in the world? No. And, now, and does that's... it have its flaws? Absolutely. Yeah. Could it have used another couple months in the scripting process? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. And like there. 
we can go into depth about it, but the point is, it's not the worst movie in the world. No. But I feel like as a ghost, but uh, like since I'm so close to it already, mm-hmm. like I have a more in-depth love and more forgiveness. Yeah. That I can. You know, and I, I feel like it's the same with Transformers. I I, I still own the movies. Mm-hmm. I still watch them because I enjoy the characters. But it's not something that it's like. I mean, I just, I just like, oh my gosh, why do we do this? That's not Ravage. Ravage doesn't look like that. Soundwave doesn't look like that. If you want another comparison, the new Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. The first one was so far off the mark, but the second one, they had so much more fan service that it actually felt more Ninja Well, see, Turtles. and that's the thing. So he had done that new Ninja Turtles. I'm like, all right, this. Yes, this he's is listening. Ninja he's listening he's to the listening. fans. He's listening. And then we get another Transformer movie, and it's like, what the heck? <laughs> you just went even further off the charts with this. You were listening to the Ninja Turtle fans. What about the... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we get Bumblebee hesitant. Like, I didn't even go see it opening day. I, mean, I was going to say, we're still building up to our review. We haven't even gotten to our review It took me a while to go to watch it. Um, I did go see it. Because it's like, alright. I have to pick a movie. For my birthday. What movie is that going to be? You see, and this this is surprising because for me, I was excited to see it. Yeah. I was excited to see the non-Bay Bumblebee. Well, he was in it. He was an executive producer over it, so I was afraid as an executive producer, he was going to say, "No, it's got to be like mine. It's got to be. It's got to connect." Um. So, went to the movie, went in with very low expectations. <laughs> uh, came out loving it. Fantastic! One of my favorite soundtracks. Um, just if you're a fan of '80s music, it is just <laughs> filled with '80s music, and the touch shows up in the movie. Yep. You know, so I thought that was a great little Easter egg and a kind of a nod to that old cartoon. I love the fact that he's a an old beat up Volkswagen bug. Yep. Yep. Um, and I love. Can, go ahead. I have to interject this part. So, my wife hates the Transformers okay. movies. Hates. I mean, it's yeah. it's a loathing. And she actually enjoyed Bumblebee. Yeah. And she kept saying, where's the potty humor? I'm like, well, it's not here. And she's like, I know. I know. This is a good story. They're it, focusing it, on the characters. They are. They, they focused on the characters. From the start, it's like they're on Cybertron. And they have the characters. I mean, the, the thing that, I mean, I was just like in awe. I'm like, Cybertron looks right. Yeah. And then you see Optimus. I'm like, Optimus looks like the cartoon. Yes, he looks a little bit like the Michael Bay Robots, as far as like you see the little gizmos and the gears moving, mm-hmm. but he looked like Optimus from the cartoon. And then I see the Seekers flying in, and they're the triangular shaped ships that we saw when they were on Cybertron. And then you see Shockwave show up, and the sh- Shockwave that we got in the Michael Bay films was a horrible, ugly thing that only resembled Shockwave because it had one eye and a giant gun on its arm and some weird worm thing mm-hmm. didn't even look like shockwave we never saw him transform because you know optimus kills him um and he was voiced by Corey burton the same guy that did the voice for him in the cartoon we see starscream that looks like starscream zip up next to him mm-hmm. we see Soundwave that looks like Soundwave. sounds like Soundwave. He pushes a button and Ravage jumps out <laughs> like Ravage. And he looks like Ravage, not the weird yeah. Ravage thing that we got in the Michael Bay films. Um, you see, and it, it what it reminded me of is that Simpsons episode, mm-hmm. I think it was a Treehouse of Horror, yeah. where Homer goes into the third dimension. It's yeah. literally they take 
the cartoon character and they make a 3D model of him and then eventually he makes it to the real world. Yeah. But it still is Homer. It still looks yeah. like Homer. Yeah. They, and that's what they this They look like of. robots. They look like robots. So they had that robotic feel that Michael Bay was trying to do. Mm-hmm. That robotic alien feel, but they still look like the cartoons that we all loved. And I mean, Ratchet looked like Ratchet. Well, they took the cartoon Hound. and they brought it in. Yeah, Hound to the real day looked like Hound. He didn't have this weird beard thing. He was a gr- green jeep-looking guy. Yeah, well, I'm sure when he transformed, it was more Cybertronian-looking. Mm-hmm. But he looked like Hound. Ironhide looked like Ironhide. Bumblebee was the only one that didn't look like Bumblebee from the cartoon. And I was okay with that. That was kind of their bridging the gap, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. It was still okay because he was in the bug mode. Mm-hmm. He pretty much looked like the cartoon other than the face. I was irritated that they ripped out his voice box again. It's like, really? I'm. He has a voice. He's talking. This is up. It's awesome. I know. I was really excited about And then his voice box gets ripped out. And I'm like, what the crap? Um, you you know, know what? I, and it's funny because all of these little things that they did to link it back to the Michael Bay films... Those are the parts I don't like. Yeah. Like, I would have been fine with them completely rebooting. Well, that's... It, it is. It is a complete reboot. It It is a completely new storyline. So they are rebooting the franchise with this film. They are officially... It is. It is, it is, it is they have officially announced it. And, and it's the just reason funny because they that, have so many tie-ins to the first film. Well, I think at first it started out that way. But then they changed it. I think Hasbro said, no, we need to fix this. But, or, I, I don't know what... Whoever, whatever executive said, no, no, we need to change this bad. Um, because by the end of the movie, I mean, we find out Optimus is on Earth. So it can't be tied to those ones because Optimus arrives in the first movie. Have they officially said that that truck is Optimus or is that just like an Easter egg? No, that was Optimus. It was? Yeah, that was Optimus. Are you sure it's not an it Easter egg? It was Optimus. Have it, they said that? It was Optimus. Yeah, because it... Maybe... Did you not see all the film? Yeah, there, there, there's, there was is. Was there a, an end scene? Cut, yeah, there is a cut scene. Oh, I had to leave early. Oh, okay. I had to leave as soon as the credits started. Yeah, so rolling. there's a there's a cut scene where Dang it. where Bumblebee actually steps up to Optimus. Optimus is talking to him, and you see more Autobots coming down. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, and this sorry is sorry for those is... that uh, haven't watched the film. Uh, Word of caution: always wait till after the credits. Dang it! That's like one of the first. I should have said spoiler. Um. Here, we, can, we can interject it. No, Do you want to no. go back? We can rego. No, it. no, no. It's fine. Um, I tend to do that. Uh, we've noticed. Uh, but, you know, it was really cool. And there was a lot. I mean, we've already listed off several uh, of the robots or the Transformers we saw in the film. So I'm just going to go back over this. So auto. So we saw Bumblebee, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was a really cool fight between when Bumblebee gets Earth between him and another Decepticon. That Decepticon is Blitzwing. Um, so he's the one that transforms to from a tank to a, a plane. Uh, I, a lot of people thought it was possibly Starscream. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was at first until I started noticing that the, uh, the crests weren't there uh, behind his head. Uh, because you do see Starscream... Yeah, next to Shockwave and that it, on Cybertron. Um, well, even from the wasn't. trailers, I thought Starscream was going to be like one of the main Decepticons yeah. in this movie. So I like the fact that they didn't bring Starscream in right away um, because the Starscream we got in the Michael Bay films was the ugliest insect. No, in, he looked more like an Insecticon than he did Starscream, and it, yeah. Then the other two 
uh, Decepticons that are tracking him. Um, the red one, uh, the female, is uh, Shatter, and the blue one is Dropkick. Um, now, Dropkick is an older one. I, I think Shatter is newer. Um, I can't... I'm sure she's from the comics. I haven't seen her in anything else. But uh, they were triple changers as well, um, which was kind of cool because we've only had six triple changers in the comic series. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Decepticons, three Autobots. We had Astro Chain. Um, man, I... I don't know. I mean, I looked all this up and my brain just went blank. Now uh, we had, you know, we had Bloodswing, which was the other one. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's one scene. Like, I'm fine with them changing into different things. Oh, like, even Octane. Bumblebee, we see him transform into multiple different well, types he, of vehicles. You're right. He scans. They, and that's the other thing from the Michael Bay is they, they scan, other vehicles and they can change into those, which is okay. You know, the cartoon it was actually Teletran one that did it, mm-hmm. scanned them and then configured them that way. Which I like a little bit better because that means they can't just willy nilly. Yeah. And if they have this ability, why are they not doing it all the time? Like if they're running away from a Decepticon, you know, scan another vehicle and change into that mode and drive away for crying out loud. Well, also the paint job. Like apparently yeah. Bumpy is always yellow, which again I like, but but no, it's just the whole triple change it, when they land. And you see this in the trailer. So they're flying, they transform into their car mode. And then they, and they transform, transform into a robot and roll over. I, it, that made no sense to me either. It's like, yeah. was that just to show off that you could change into a car too? Look at me flex my muscles. Yeah. I'm going to take you down because yeah, I can transform. That was kind of weird things. for me as well. But um, Are you intimidated yet? Yeah, so the Decepticons, we saw Shockwave, Soundwave, Ravage, Starscream, Thirst, Dirge, and Ramjet. They were the... Uh, the Seekers that we saw flying on Cybertron. We saw Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, RC, which I thought was really cool, putting her in that early. Um, Will Jack, which we actually got a Will Jack that was awesome. He looked like Will Jack from the cartoon, not this weird, crazy old coop with a monocle that built thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, why do Transformers need hair? Uh, Braun, um, which is the first time we've ever seen Braun in a movie. Cliff Jumper. Uh, I, I feel bad. Cliff Jumper. Like, that, that. Transformers Prime. That was a great cartoon. Uh, it was CG. Cliff Jumper is voiced by Dwayne Johnson. I don't know if anyone no, noticed I didn't pick that. Up he dies. Like, first, out, like, as soon as we see him, he's killed. Poor Cliff Jumper. Again, he dies. Uh, we saw Ratchet. Again, Ratchet looked like Ratchet. And then we saw Ironhide. Um, so, there was some really cool, uh, Transformers we saw in this film. No, no, no. We saw lots of cool Transformers. I really liked them. And the story was good. Well, Even... Because it focused on, like, Bumblebee and his reaction with the people. Like, yeah. that... I well, forgot the girl's a- name. Uh, Haley. I mean, the actress was Haley. I can't remember her last name. But I liked her character. No, her character was, was lovable. She, she wasn't running away screaming all the time. There was only one scene that we saw her running away, but it was she was trying to get to something. Mm-hmm. She wasn't running away screaming like ah, like Shia LaBeouf. She was determined, um, and she was clothed. Yeah, she was clothed. <laughs> there was no weird um, teenage. Well, there yeah. was a there was a, a guy that was kind of in love with her, but there was no awkward teenage love story mm-hmm. where someone's half dressed, whatever. Um, she was awkward but still lovable 
It was a good storyline. She, she was. A there good... was a lot of good interaction. I mean, even the like the annoying little brother was a, still a good, solid character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the uncomfortableness between her and her stepdad still played out in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a completion to her story arc, um, and I, which I really liked. That it seemed like all these little story arcs there was completions to. There was no leave you hanging in anything it was not like well what happened to that thing or what happened to that uh you know there's no potty humor there mm-hmm. you know and it was very historically correct i love the fact that she lo- worked at hot dog on a stick and she had <laughs> the hot dog on a stick uniform and she was like pounding away mushing oh those lemons because i remember those days I, I i can't find a hot dog on a stick anywhere what? Are they all closed? I, 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 at least here, maybe. I don't know. I have not seen a hot dog and a stick that in the mall That is the taste in years. of the 90s right there to me. Um, that was the 80s and the 90s. And you know, I remember those horrible uniforms. I, my, one of my first jobs was at a mall. Uh, at, a, at a burger joint and I remember on the other side of the food court there there were the wonderful people you know squishing away those lemons because they had a hot dog and a stick um, and it had great music that just matched everything you know they're having they're they're taking off after the p- police and they play Sammy Hagar's Can't Drive 55 song <laughs> which was perfect you know and at first I was like wait a minute that's not really an 80s song but it was because it was in Back to the Future too, and that was in the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, and I looked back at the date. Sure enough, it was. It was eighty seven. Um, so it was just great, and you had a solid movie with good a good story. Cinematography was great. Mm-hmm. Characters were looking the way they should. You still got a taste of all the extra Transformers back on Cybertron, yeah. but you focused on the ones that were. You know, part and of the Dropkick story. and Shatter had more of the Michael Bay feel. I will admit that, mm-hmm. but that was okay because they were different characters. They weren't the mainstream characters, you know. In my opinion, you know, Blitzwing. Yeah, he didn't look exactly like Blitzwing, mm-hmm. but it was close enough for me. I feel like they were still trying. They were trying to bridge the gap while still. Yeah. appealing back to the, you know, the 80s. I, I, I do feel have like, to... you know, and Blitzwing isn't one of those characters I feel that is has to be right. Right. Has to be close, but doesn't have to be right. Optimus has to but be right. Optimus, Ironhide, Ratchet, Hound, Soundwave, Shockwave, Megatron. Megatron better look like Megatron, not the crap we got in the Michael Bay films. None of them came close. You know, Starscream, all of those, I feel like, have to be on on target because otherwise, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, Blitzwing looking the way he did. Hey, trans. You know, he could do the tank. He could do the jet. That that's great. He looked very similar. You know, it's kind of like having uh, Alden Heinrich show up as Han Solo. Wasn't quite the same, mm-hmm. but it worked. It it was okay. Yeah. Um, it was close enough. He wasn't on. He wasn't Harrison Ford. No, but I see him as Han Solo. Yeah, you know, a flawed character who's just trying. Yeah, to live. But you can't do that with Optimus Prime. I mean, no. we sort of got an Optimus Prime with the Michael Bay films. It was sort of okay, but it didn't work. You know, we see. You know, I was like, all right, movie's over. He drives off. 
and there shows up the red cab, red squared cab diesel with the silver trailer, mm-hmm. and it's that like, was beautiful. Oh yeah, we're going in the right direction. You know, they're driving off to the sunset. I'm I'm excited for the next movie. Um, were there some quirks in the movie? Yeah, I mean, I only get uh, I wrote up a little thing. I only gave it an I gave it an A minus. It's not perfect. It's not an mm-hmm. A. There are some flaws, but it's still a good solid Transformer movie that is entertaining. I definitely want to watch it over and over. I mean, it has replay value in my opinion, and if this is the direction that the Transformer movies will be going in, I will buy the next ticket happily and go see it on opening day. Um, as a producer, I think Michael Bay is awesome at doing action movies with explosions, stuff like that. That's that's where he's fantastic. I don't feel like he got these characters, and this new director did, and it was perfect. Or near perfect. If it was perfect, I'd give it an A. Near perfect. We'll say that. Perfect now, for fans. <clears throat> yes, perfect for fans. Um, as far as rating, like, and yeah. I respect your A minus. I'm gonna have to go with B plus. That's fine. Um, still close which enough. Is still high regards. Yeah. I'm not gonna run out and buy the DVD as soon as it comes out. I guess blue right now. Um, but would I go back and watch it again? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fun It's a film. good movie. And, you know, a B-plus is not shabby. That's just a few points off of an A-minus, so it's it's very close. Um, it would be a different story if I was giving it an A-minus and you were giving it a D-plus. <laughs> that would be horrible. No, I feel um, like they, they are going in the right direction. I feel like they're appeasing fans. They're 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 listening to the fans are. that love this and franchise. And the thing that I'm excited, you know, is in conjunction with this, we're getting some of those Gen 1 figures re-releasing out. Um, you know, like this month, we're going to see a Gen 1 Soundwave mm-hmm. and a Gen 1 Optimus. Now, the only problem I have with the Optimus is he doesn't come with the trailer. It's just the truck. So, it's frustrating, yes, but I'm still going to buy it because I have an unopened <laughs> Optimus Prime still in its package from 85. This way I can play with my Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I will admit, I picked up Diamond Select's real Ghostbuster figures that came out this yeah. month, and they're beautiful. So yeah. it's just reaching back that. Uh, you know, when the, then when they're right, you know, and, and and granted, I get it. I know that the toy from '85 does not look like the cartoon figures. None no, of those, no. those do. You know, the Diaclone figures and, and that that they brought over from Takara. Oops, I just knocked over my iPad. Um, from Japan to fill this line. Are the toys that I grew up with? Do they look like the, the the toys or the characters from the cartoon? No, I mean Megatron no. definitely does not. Optimus looks very similar. Uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Ironhide have no heads. <laughs> um, that is something that so many people like. The toys when they transformed into robot mode did not look anything like the cartoons. Um, but it's that love that you it had is that for love, that toy yeah. from. Those are the toy. only two Gen One toys I will probably never buy. It. Because they look nothing like the characters. Uh, hey, one of my the favorite... knockoffs that you get over from China and that, yeah, the the from Takara. Man, I love those figures. They mm-hmm. look so real and realistic, like the cartoon. It's amazing. You see, and same thing. Like for me, the Boba Fett from like the original Return of the Jedi release. Yeah, the original figure, uh-huh. a little tiny three and a half. Yeah, inch, that to me is the quintessential Boba Fett figure. Yeah. Even though I don't own it, I have the Black Series Boba Fett mm-hmm. on display somewhere, but. That old toy Boba Fett, that's still yeah, in my child I mind. Those, I love those old 
figures, and I wish I still had them. Um, I still have my old Millennium Falcon, which I plan when I get my um, entertainment room built. That is being installed on the wall. I am putting LED lights in it so that the back lights up, and then I'm going to somehow paint so it looks like there's a streak of blue behind it. So it looks like it's flying across my wall. Um, and I've kept it all these years for that purpose. Yes, I will glue the top part on so that it doesn't come off anymore. Maybe I'm going to have to find some way because that's where all the electronics are going to be. I'm, I, I don't play with it. It just sits there as a pretty decoration. Mm-hmm. But I want that. That's That would look cool in my mind. Um, but those old figures were awesome. You know, I never lost a lightsaber from those figures. Why? Because the lightsaber was in their arm. <laughs> you know, that was the cool part. You could, while fighting, you flip that tab over and, like, and ignite your lightsaber and you make that sound. <laughs> As you push the tab forward and the lightsaber comes up out of, out of the lightsaber that it's holding in its hand always. That was just really cool. Now, it's just sad. You can't make those figures now. I know. Um, I wish they would re- re-release those as vintage figures because they I mean they re-released the vintage uh, TIE Fighter and X-Wing um, still don't understand why it's 80 bucks but anyways you're paying for the time the age I, yeah you're, you're you, vintage you name that. but I wish they'd re-release those figures it is cool that you can see the lightsaber you know and it's separate from its hand but there is just something about that feeling when you flip that tab and go, and that comes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. We had a lot. Said. I think we might be a little over on time. We had a we lot did. to cover. We did. Um, so, basically what we're saying, Bumblebee movie, awesome. Yeah. Transformer fan or not, uh, you're going to enjoy it. And, you know, like Scott said, his wife <laughs> hates the other movies, and she loved it. There isn't that potty humor. I feel like they were more true to the characters, more true to the Transformers story than the previous movies, which is fantastic. You can tell which Transformers, which Transformer continuously. Yeah, you're not getting some weird French hot rod that looks nothing like hot rod. I want a freaking hot rod that looks like hot rod. I want him to look like the the figure from the the movie with the flames on the chest. And I want Judd Nelson to come back and voice him for crying out loud. (laughs) He did in the weird uh, cartoon series that they did on Go90. Um, so I'm sure he's all for it. Uh, you know, and even if you want to bring Mark Hamill in to play Megatronus, uh, that would be awesome, but that's not part of the storyline, so that's okay. <laughs> um, but good job, Hasbro, for bringing in Mark Hamill into the Transformer universe. Now he's, like, everywhere. He's in Batman. He's in Star Wars. He's in The Flash. He is now in Transformers. Uh, Mark Hamill needs to be in more stuff. Oh, he's in Avatar. He's the he's yeah, a fire lord. Yeah, he's a fire lord. Um, yeah, that man's just everywhere. That's awesome. So, uh, with that said, go check out Bumblebee, and we will do another episode where we're talking about Aquaman, and soon we'll have David Weber on the show to talk about his latest novel, and uh, we're in the works to schedule Ellie Modisette Jr. to come back on to talk about. Uh, the 20th anniversary of his Recluse series, so that'll nice. be fun. So, with that said, uh, we're out of here. Catch you next time. Dungeon Crawlers.